you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Sampaio, Chavez Ravine Fiends, and we are together again. Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential is with me. Jeff, the Dodgers are now seven, not seven time, but seven consecutive NL West titles. Uh, have you ever won anything seven times in a row? Um, I doubt it. Uh, I don't know. Father of the year when my kids are the only ones voting. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. A win is a win. Yep. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dodgers clinched last night with uh, via victory over the Orioles. Although if they had lost, they still would have clinched because the Diamondbacks lost. Uh, we'll touch a little bit on that and some other news and notes that kind of came from the day. Uh, and then in the second half of the show, we'll kind of talk about what we're looking for these last couple weeks of the season now that the Dodgers have clinched and secured that postseason spot. But before that, a reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play podcast locked on Dodgers. All right, Jeff, uh, Dodgers clinch. Like we said, the handful of rookies got to experience their first clinch and uh, celebration. Uh, I know you talked about the celebration on yesterday's show. Won't get too much into that, uh, but just real quick about the clinch and maybe if there was any standout moments for you in the post game celebration. Um, yeah. Well, one, one thing I wanted to mention, I think it's notable like you mentioned, that they, they would have clinched even if they had lost because the D-backs lost. Uh, I think it's notable, though, that all seven of these division titles, they've clinched on the field. You know, it came close in 2016 when Charlie Culberson, I, I think it was literally like a minute or less between when Culberson hit the walk-off homer and when, I forget, if I think it was the Padres right. and Giants playing each other, but I can't remember which team we wanted to lose. We needed the Giants to lose, definitely. Uh, um and I think it was less than a minute after Colberson's walk-off homer that that game ended. Uh, but all of them have been clinched on the field, and that's, you know, it, it's not like it counts any less, but it, it's fun that, you know, the team gets to celebrate their victory and not feel like they backed into it. Um, although we saw, you know, it was kind of a subdued celebration, at least on the field. That's partly because they were on the road, uh, but it's also partly because, as we mentioned, they, they've been there, done this part. Uh, you know, at least a lot of them have. Uh, I thought they struck a good balance of. Uh, and it was September 10th last yeah. year. You know, game 163 was a little different last year. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I thought they stuck, struck a good balance. And I really loved uh, when they got in the locker room. Like, I, I just like Dave Roberts as a leader. Um, people question his managerial decisions, and that's fair. Uh, you can question any manager. But as a leader of men, I, I think Dave Roberts is one of the best and he showed it by the way he can command a locker room full of excited baseball players and get them all to hold off on celebrating until they had 
Max Bonsi and Alex Verdugo both on FaceTime to be part of the celebration, even though they couldn't be there in person. I love that. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was the the, the standout moment. Uh, but, you know, it just goes to show, like I said, Robert's leadership. Uh, you saw how excited the guys were when they actually got him connected to FaceTime. So you can tell, you know, these guys are a close-knit group. So that was fun to see. And then, uh, you know, anytime when they just drenched Davis A for no reason, that's always a standout moment. Uh, there was a few times cussing was heard on the broadcast, but nothing specific like a Walker Bueller incident. And he did note that he was trying not to cuss in his interview on Sports Center LA. So that was funny. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned, you know, that the, you could tell that the players really like each other. And, you know, it's hard to tell whether chemistry, you know, it, what's the cause and what's the effect chemistry and winning, you know, because obviously if you're winning, you're going to have good chemistry. Uh, even, you know, when they have clubhouse cancer, Yasiel Puig, I had that in air quotes, don't worry. Um, you know, they still were happy when they were celebrating. Uh, you can't really tell uh, how much the guys like each other and really get along by a celebration. But one thing that was telling to me was that every single guy who I saw interviewed mentioned uh, how happy he was for his teammates and how much fun it is to do it with these guys, you know. And and that's something that's a little different because it's one thing to enjoy the celebration, but to go out of your way to to specifically make sure you mention that makes it seem a little bit more real to me. I, I feel like this team, and, and, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that that counts for a lot as far as actually winning games. So it's not like this team is more likely to win the World Series because they love each other so much. But I still like the fact that my favorite team is full of guys who really, really like each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it just adds to, you know, the thing we've talked about this season rather than just the result. Um, all right, so a couple bits of news. We'll kind of lump them in together. The Dodgers ended up recalling Edwin Rios, uh, more so in reaction to Alex Verdugo, my, maybe not making it back, uh, but maybe also, you know, due to the fact that Justin Turner uh, was scratched and he's missed a couple of days with an ankle issue. He had an x-ray that was negative, which is positive news, but he said if it keeps bothering him, he'll go to an MRI and see what's up. Uh, so let's just talk about Rios and the Turner news kind of, you know, if they, yeah. they affect each other a little bit. Yeah. Robert specifically said re- the Rios decision had nothing to do with Turner and no reason to disbelieve him. Um, basically he said we were, we expected to have Alex Verdugo's left-handed bat back for this road trip and we don't. So we called up Rios and obviously they knew it was a possibility because they hadn't sent Rios home. Rios has been in Arizona at the stay hot camp. Um, I assume Kyle Garlic's there too. I don't know for sure. Uh, but, you know, so they knew it was a possibility. Uh, really, Rios is, he's hes a warm body. He's kind of the left-handed Jed Jerko at this point. Um, you know, I like Rios and, and I'm happy that he got to be there when they clinched. You know, it's fun fun experience for him. Um, but ultimately, some a lot of things would have to go really wrong for Edwin Rios to end up on the postseason roster. And so this really is just a, a temporary thing, but it, I'm happy for him. As for Turner, I'm a little bit nervous um, watching him. I don't know if you saw the the video from whatever night, Monday night. Uh, yeah. Well, they, are, they were off Monday. Yeah, or from Sunday night Got it. When, when they landed in Baltimore and getting oh, off yeah. the plane. 
And Justin Turner coming down the stairs of the of the plane, like he was coming down like an 80-year-old. He took his time getting down those stairs. And so, and obviously uh, stairs are a different thing when you have any sort of lower body injury, something that doesn't hurt any other time can hurt going up or down stairs. Uh, so maybe it means nothing, but uh, I'm a little bit concerned that Turner has been out for a few days and is walking like that. So I hope that it's nothing or at least close enough to nothing that he can be healthy and ready to go for the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of Rios, like I said, he, he's a warm body. He's uh, now that, I mean, even maybe not directly affect, but you know, Turner does need a couple of days off more days off in the next few weeks and Beatty has to play third or something, you know, that kind of takes away one of the corner outfielders with Verdugo out. So uh, that's kind of where Rios slots in, but yeah, Turner, uh, you know, he's seen, uh, you know, just judging from social media, he had a nice Instagram presence in the post-game celebration. He doesn't seem concerned. Uh, they got, you know, 20 days or so to kind of get, or a little bit more than 20 days to get ready. So not too much concern, especially for a guy like Turner who can kind of come in and hit, especially if it's not like a wrist or arm injury. So we'll see what happens. They, like you said, not they've clinched. They have a four-game lead on the Braves for home field advantage in the NL. Uh, they're right in the mix for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, but I think they'll focus more on, you know, getting guys right and healthy and finding the postseason roster than necessarily winning. Uh, but winning, you know, obviously will still be a factor of how they play. But I don't, you know, I don't think these next two, three weeks are about winning every game. It's more about getting ready for October. Yep. All right. That'll do it for the first half of the show. We'll come back in the second half of the show and talk about what we're looking forward to seeing in these next few weeks, last few weeks of the season. But before we go, Postmates. Postmates is your personal delivery guy, pretty much. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. It's $100, first seven days. All you have to do is get the app and use the code locked on to start your free deliveries. While you do that, we'll be right back. All right, let's take a quick break. For the next minute or two, we're going to talk about SEX. So if you have any KIDS in the CAR, go ahead and plug their EARS for a minute, okay? Hope I spelled all those words right, and I hope you could tell what they meant. Uh, have you ever gone to the barber and wondered why there's a bunch of gray hairs on the ground when they're done cutting your hair? Or have you ever played catch with your son and then you feel like a truck hit you for the next couple days? Or maybe when it comes to the sexy times, are you maybe just maybe a little less always ready to go than you were when you were younger? Don't answer those questions out loud and please do not tweet your answers at us. It's none of our business. In fact, to quote Michael Jackson from back when we were allowed to acknowledge his existence, ain't nobody's business but mine and my baby. That's where BlueChew.com comes in. If you want to increase your performance and get some extra confidence in bed, check out BlueChew. That's blue as in I bleed Dodger blue and chew as in Madison Bumgarner likes to chew out opponents who pimp homers or flip bats or look at him because he's a crybaby and a stunted immaturity, whatever he is. Ugh. Anyway, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But the best part is, 
Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a boost in the bedroom, either in quality, quantity, or both. I mean, I obviously don't have any problems in that department. I don't mean to brag, but I do have three whole kids. But I have to admit, even I am a little bit intrigued. So anyway, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Dodgers. All right, we are back. And with our weird schedule this week, uh, you know, it's been a little mixed up with the Jeff did a solo episode and we did a split episode. So even though I'm hosting the show, Jeff will be doing Obscure Dodger, former Dodger for the day. So, Jeff, take it away. So today's Obscure Former Dodger. Uh, He started and ended his career with the Dodgers, but had his best seasons with the Orioles, including the one season in which he got MVP votes. He finished seventh in the MVP voting. Do you have any guesses on who that might be, Vince? Started and ended his career with the Dodgers, but had his best years with the Orioles. Eddie Murray? Nope. He didn't start with the Dodgers. Or no. end, I don't think. Nope. Nope, I'm out. Mike Devereaux. Uh, I know the name. Mike Devereaux came up with the Dodgers in 87, uh, played for them in 87 and 88. Uh, he was not on the 88 postseason roster. Uh, his only times playing in the postseason were 1995 with the Braves when he was actually the NLCS MVP the year that the Braves won the World Series and then in 1996 with the Orioles um, he had uh, bounced around he played for the, for the Orioles from 89 to 94 and then with the White Sox and Braves in 95 and then back to the Orioles in 96 and then to the Rangers in 97 and then back to the Dodgers in 98 played his last nine games so even though he had two different stints with the Dodgers, started and ended his career with them. He only played a total of 58 games with the Dodgers. Uh, but with the Orioles, he was a pretty good player in 1992, the year he finished seventh in the MVP voting. Uh, he had 24 homers, 107 RBIs, and uh, yeah, he, he was just a good solid hitter and a really good defensive outfielder at that time. Uh, played center field and was a good ball player. The Dodgers traded him after the 88 season for Mike Morgan, who is most notable for having gone directly from high school to the major leagues when he was drafted in 1978. Uh, He did eventually go down to the minors because they realized bringing a guy straight out of high school to the majors was a terrible idea and they shouldn't have let him put that in his contract. Um, But Mike Morgan pitched for 22 seasons for a lot of teams, including the Dodgers and Orioles and was once traded for Mike Devereaux, who was our obscure former Dodger of the day. Yeah, there you go. You are very good at linking those guys. All right. So Dodgers have clinched. Uh, they're in the postseason. Obviously, the home field advantage uh, or implications are still out there. But, you know, we're going to talk about what we want to see these last few weeks and what we're looking forward, you know, building toward October. 
So we're going to do a little back and forth. Jeff, I will concede the first point to you. Uh, one thing I'm looking for is just to see how Gavin Lux does. Uh, Lux, you know, played really well his first game or two in the big leagues and then has struggled since then, although really only on the results side. Uh, he's He's been hitting the ball well, hasn't been striking out a ton, He's been hitting the ball hard and just, you know, had some bad luck. He had like a, a 188 BABIP coming into to yesterday's game. And so there was some bad luck there and he didn't seem overwhelmed. And then in Tuesday's game, he went, he had three hits, a single, a double and a homer, his first career homer. Uh, he's looked good on defense. He looks good on the bases, has a lot of speed. And so what I'm really hoping to see is Lux hitting the ball well, uh, continuing to hit the ball well. He had a couple of hits against lefties. I'd like to see that because in, in my perfect world, he would uh, he would be an everyday starter. I don't know if that's in the cards for him this season and this this postseason, uh, but uh, I am excited to see what Gavin Lux can do, and I'm hopeful that he can earn a spot on the postseason roster and help this team in October. Yeah, that'd be ideal. We've definitely... Uh talked about him enough all right i'm going to go with kenley jansen and we've had a lot of discussions on jansen before but like we said he's kind of the not necessarily the key to success the dodgers can still win but uh their chances greatly approve if jansen is jansen but i'm more curious to see how they're going to deploy him these next few weeks uh you know they've already put him in unsafe situations they put him in safe situations they've kind of moved him around pitched different innings but I'm wondering to see, you know, how early they might get him into a game at one point because, you know, if he doesn't figure it out all the way, but he's still on the postseason roster, he might have to throw a sixth or seventh inning at some point, which is not something he's done in a long, long time, if ever. So, you know, I'm interested to see if they get him into that. I'm interested to see if they throw him in the fire, you know, maybe a base loaded one out situation to kind of get him in there, see if he can put it out. Uh, you know, closing situations. I'm just really interested to see what they're going to do with him and how he responds, how he reacts, and how he's pitching if he. And kind of figured out it in his last in the last two months i think half of his appearances or almost half of his appearances have ended up with at least one run scoring which is not ideal not something you want from a guy going into the postseason so i'm interested to see what he does and how he responds and how the dodgers use him so yeah kenley jansen we he's gonna be the the main focus for the most part for me it, as long as the other guys stay where they're at uh, in terms of you know, Urias and, and Jans and Baez and Joe Kelly. Yeah. Kenley has thrown a career total of 15 and two thirds innings uh, that came earlier than the seventh inning. And none of those since 2011. Yeah. Figured it was early in his career. Yep. Uh, my other thing that I'm really looking at, I'm going to stick with the bullpen. Uh, Caleb Ferguson. I know you've talked about him a couple times in the last week or so. I haven't said much about him, but, uh, I mean, he seems to really, really want to be on the postseason roster, and he seems like he might really deserve to be on the postseason roster. Uh, he came in and finished off the game uh, on Tuesday for the clincher, uh, and obviously it doesn't really matter who's on the mound when you clinch, but uh, it, it's a little bit of an honor to be there, and uh, and he looked good. He's got this fastball that, I mean, it's 95 sometimes, maybe even a little harder. And then he's got a really good curveball. And so he's got potential, not just as as a lefty guy, but as just a, a guy who can give you an inning or two in relief. 
and be really dependable. And so I am excited to see Caleb Ferguson get a few more opportunities in the next 16 games to earn that spot on the postseason roster that it looks like he might deserve. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a guy to look out for. All right, uh, my last thing, out of the bullpen, but sticking with pitching, and that's starting pitching. We've obviously talked about Hinjin Ryu and his struggles, the Dodgers skipping his start. So he'll have about nine to ten days uh, between his start. So we'll see if that gets him going, if that helps out. Kershaw has not pitched great as of late also. And, you know, and then Walker Bueller, he pitched well, but he's had a mixed bag of results the last ten or so starts with, you know, half of them being really bad and half of them being really good. So, uh, you know, and also Rich Hill. Rich Hill's coming back from injury. He's supposed to pitch on Thursday. And, you know, he'll have about four starts to kind of get into shape for the postseason and see if he's worthy of being on that roster. So there's a lot with that. There's a lot riding on that because, as we've talked about before, Rich Hill, him being a starter just opens up so much more, you know, keeps Mike in the bullpen, keeps Julio in the bullpen, uh, keeps, you know, May and Gonsolin if if they do make the roster coming out of the bullpen. Um, and also, I mean, Ross Stripling, it'll be his third start, I think, since coming off the IL. So he might be a candidate if Rich Hill can go. Julio started a couple games, but I th- think they really want to keep him in the bullpen. So starting pitching is definitely, you know, I don't wouldn't say I'm worried yet, uh, but a couple more, you know, rough starts and you get a little bit uneasy, more so than usual uh, for when it concerns the Dodgers in October. So starting pitching is uh, – We'll see what happens. It's definitely a bit of a question mark. Yeah. Um, All right, Jeff, any final notes before we head out for today? I think that wraps it up. All right. Thank you for listening to Locked on Dodgers. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you think we sound best. Uh, If it's not Apple and you have it on your phone, we would also please kindly ask you to subscribe on there as well. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Ross Stripling's start, what the post-clinch lineup is, and if there's any news on Justin Turner or anyone else. Yeah, so remember, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, then please show us as well as tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody that likes the Dodgers about us. And subscribe, download, listen, rate and review. Rate and reviews the bigger ones. Uh, because obviously you guys are listening if you're at this point. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. You can follow Jeff at Snydog. I believe he ran a bobblehead giveaway and has more to go. So many more. Yeah, so many more. So make sure you follow Jeff at Snydog on Twitter. You can follow me at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 323-863-LOCK. That's 323-863-LOCK. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. I say D-O-D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard. Oh, hard and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.